how you can too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I have an incredible show lined up for you today. Have my boy Sten Garcia in the building. Sten taps into how we can access vulnerability, follow our passions, and create a 10 life that we deserve. Enjoy the show. Man, y'all are in a special, special, special treat today. Got my man Stan Garcia in the house. I'm so blessed that I recently got to meet Stan through my girlfriend, Alejandra. And I don't use this word lightly, but I really feel like Stan is a kindred spirit. I see so much of myself in Stan and the way that he shows up in the world is so powerful. And to see him being in this place of transition really mirrors myself and the transitions that I've been going through. And Stan, I'm so happy to have you on the show today, my man. Thanks, man. You're going to make me cry, man. And let me tell you, it's not just dust in my eyes because it's okay for men to cry. But I appreciate your words, man. Uh, It's definitely has been uh, special to meet you. Uh, we've only known each other for a short time, but and and I'm very grateful to be here on on this platform that you've created and and to be able to connect with with you and your audience. Mm, mm, I love what you said about taking ownership, and there's no reason why a man should think it's not okay to cry. And vulnerability is something that we go deep into on this show, and it's one of my most held tightly values as i've moved forward in 2020 and i would just love to hear where you got that mindset from and understanding that you know it's okay for a man to cry show emotion to be vulnerable yeah well i mean if we're gonna if we're gonna go way back i i got the i got somewhat of a a cliche cliche just like the kind of background that you always hear about you know i come from a a, a divorced broken home kind of thing, a very, very macho dad and a very uh, compassionate, a very supportive mother. And I feel like, you know, I, I was raised by my mother 100 percent. So I'm I've always I've always kind of been in touch, I guess, with my emotional side and and the part of me that that can allow myself to to sit with emotion, I guess. And I, I guess it's something that I'm very grateful for and, and also something that I, I, I never considered uh, something that built me into the person I am today when I was younger. See, when you're in your adolescent and when you're a teenager, especially, you got those hormones raging. Uh, you, don't, you sometimes maybe don't, don't appreciate uh, the, the parent that is kind of sticking their neck out for you and, and really worried for you. Uh, and, and all their struggles and everything they're going towards because I definitely didn't give my mother the that that uh, you know that uh, that honor of of knowing that she was critical in in building me up into the man that I am today. But definitely something now that I that I noticed, and you know sometimes something that I that I preach. I guess it's important for for us to all to all just just be present with our emotions and things that are going on in life you know it's it's a lot of times in in our society generally men are supposed to be the tough guys you know the machos and 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 I think you know and I think and I will say that I think that is it is there's value there though I think that it it's nice although it, you know we're we're definitely in a in a time where where women are are really coming up as as the uh, uh, well I'm sorry not not coming up they they all they are and always have been a very strong spirit and something to really admire and honor 
and although in in the man culture that we live in it, it has been uh, you know brushed to the side but you know now now it's it's like we're we're almost getting to a place where now it's like we're, we're seeing eye to eye with each other and, and can come to some sort of common ground but however i think that there's still you know it, there's still some value in, in a man t- taking a lead as a man uh, in certain moments, and also taking the back seat and, and letting letting a, a woman have her you know have her moment of, of strength and power in the relationship or or in life, even in a friendship. So that's you know that's that's kind of a little bit of of why uh, you know I hold I hold those values. I love that, and it makes so much sense. Growing up myself, for me, I was always with my mom, and she was always there for me, and very similar to you. She always wanted to care and do all these things for me. And I really resented it when I was young and really all the way up until her death when I was 25 years old. And it wasn't until after she passed away that I could really look into my emotions and truly understand the magnitude that she had on my life and how all those situations built me into the person that I am today. And I really think being able to reflect on that has allowed me to be really grounded in both my masculine and my feminine energy. Because as I heard you explain your story and your viewpoint and how that became a big value to you, it what I really heard is how men and women are both coming to this point where, where we are both finding how to balance those different energies. And for men, we used to be told and a lot are still told this whole story of how we can't show emotion. We have to be in the front seat. We have to act tough. Got to be stoic, right? Strong willed, all these things. And to me, this is really not effective because it turns into a lot of men. And I've been there before and I can still do this now if I'm not careful. Really just bottling everything up and really holding it in. So being able to be in a position now where I can work with that energy has, one, allowed me to hold space better for women, and two, also allowed me to be an example to other men of, you know, what's possible, how, you know, there I can be powerful and experience my emotions, and experiencing my emotions is actually being powerful. So... I really appreciate you bringing that up and bringing that point to the table because that's something that I think all men can work on. Yeah, and, and I'll give you I'll give you a quick example because something something I just thought of. I when I I'm I'm usually I'm I'm in terms of 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 how I deal with difficulty and challenging times. I consider myself pretty tough. Uh, I've, I've I have the gift of of being able to see the silver lining and everything, and that's and that's it can sometimes be a gift and a curse. But I, I will say that I, when I get sick, like if I got a cold, oh my God, I'm a baby. I turn into the biggest baby. I, I just can't move. I can't do anything. And you know, to, to allow to allow myself to get into that, uh, it feels kind of it feel it feels comforting and has felt comforting to let normally either a girlfriend or my mother step in and, and like take care of me and. And, and at this age, you know, I'm, I'm almost, I'm about to be 40 almost. And, you know, I, my last relationship, I remember there was one time I got really, really, really sick. And, you know, my girlfriend at the time, she came through, she bought me soup, the whole thing. And it just felt nice to get, to be taken care of. And I think that sometimes as, as men, 
we f- we forget to allow someone else to do that for us, you know, because we feel like we always have to be tough and and kind of you know and just be be the rock in the situation. But I think that it's okay to just be vulnerable and 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 allow a, a woman or a, a loved one in your life to step in and, and kind of be the hero for a little. I love that. That's a great example because it's the same thing. Like the minute I'm sick or like I'm really down in that way. The first thing I'm looking to is to reach out for some help because in that moment, because I do feel so physically vulnerable, I know I can't do it by myself. So I love the parallelisms of how that works, not only when somebody is, you know, sick or ill, but just in any time in life when someone, if a man is just feeling a little down or they're upset, feeling okay to reach out feeling okay to vent feeling okay to seek out that support is so important i love that i love that now stan i know we've just been getting to know each other these last couple months and i've come to realize that you have an extremely powerful story and one of the things that i admired most about you is how much you really value your growth and how much appreciation you have for it i would love to hear about what your growth has looked like and what your journey has looked like from when you were younger and how you got all the way to the point where you're at now. Yeah, so so many so many shifts, transitions in life. And I feel like that's good though, right? I mean, that's how we grow with through change and and, and hardships and, and failures and and all that. But um I guess for me the real in terms of in terms of my my own personal growth and in career and and through relationships really kind of simultaneous right a, a lot of us i think sometimes we we neglect to to realize that at the same time we're also going through these shifts in our professional lives and also in our personal lives there either one or the other is always off and and i think that the goal in life would be to kind of align both in terms of happiness in a relationship and happiness in your career i mean if you could get those two together then then you figured it out so for me on on the career side i i you know i I never had any real direction straight out of high school i was just kind of doing what everybody else was doing which is going to like you know community college and then just getting those associate credits in so i could be able to go to the the university that all my friends were going to and i really had no no direction i was just doing it and i was and i remember taking just whatever course sound interesting to me a lot of times it wasn't even, it had anything to do with my major so i ended up so basically i was like on a six-year college plan and it's not because i was trying to be a doctor it was just because i <laughs> i was just taking a bunch of random classes and um during that time as well i just kind of got into what my dad was doing which was a, a electrical contracting he was a he was an electrician so i got into it because that was just the easy thing to do and i i mean i i despised the work however now i'm grateful that i have those tools and 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 that skill because i can rewire my house if i have to or whatever electrical issue comes up so now i'm grateful for it but however at the time forget about it i I was just it was and not only not only that but just working with my dad who is like atypical macho man and you know you can't do anything wrong uh so it was i mean that that was a whole uh, other situation there so i did that for about four years uh right out of high school through through college and there just you know there just came a point where i i just said that this isn't for me and and it really helped that i had a lot of 
trouble working with my my dad because I also could have fell into the comfort of a of a of a, a somewhat of a, a safe job because there was there's always electrical work out there and the pay is is pretty good and you know you get benefits and all the thing but I just I was unhappy and and I just I've just never I've always been somebody that's very self aware and if I know I'm not happy doing something I cannot convince myself otherwise like I just mm. know that I'm not happy doing it and I have to change it so. I remember that I during so this was this was a summer of 2008. I remember quitting. I remember dropping out of college. Uh, FIU. I was going to uh, Florida Florida International University, and I, the the counselor was like, "Listen, you have all of these credits scattered across all of these different majors. My major at the time was mass communication. I, I liked commercials, and like I've always kind of been into." video production in some in some respect so uh, that's kind of what i gravitated towards but the courses i was taking were less on the creative side and, and more kind of just kind of on the business side of it mm. so uh, and and regardless the, the counselor was like listen you've taken a bunch of courses that have nothing to do with mass communication uh, you you can graduate in two semesters if you just switch it to some general general um um, you know, bachelor's degree. I don't even remember what he told me, but just some random thing there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So then I started the first semester and I'm like, what am I doing right now? Like, I don't even, these classes don't make any sense to me. I, I'm just doing this so that I could get a bachelor's for what? Like, if it's not even going to help me in whatever I want to do in life, which I don't even know yet either. So I dropped out. And then that same summer, I quit, <laughs> I quit my job with my dad too. So I, I basically... <laughs> And that's also a little bit, I guess, maybe something I figured out early on. If you want to, if you really want to make some change in a hurry, you just got to shock yourself and just mm. do, you know, do the craziest thing, which for me was at that time dropping out of university and quitting my job. So I spent, I got an unemployment because luckily my dad was like, all right, well, whatever, I'll help you get unemployment. He was not happy that I didn't want to work with him anymore, but at least in, in that respect, he was helpful. Mm. So I got on unemployment and... I was at the time I was still I was living at my with my mom and I just spent an entire summer just kind of down on myself. I, I remember I would wake up, make breakfast, and then I would just like sit on the couch and watch TV and then I take a really long nap, and then I'd wake up at night and I mean towards the evening I'd wake up and I'd go hang out with some friends because I needed to get out of the house too. I was there all day, so that was my for like three months straight. That was my routine. And I would just go hang out with some friends, you know, play video games, maybe, you know, drink a six pack. And I, I just, I was just over it. I was over not being, uh, not moving, uh, not being mentally and physically healthy. And I decided to pursue uh, a passion of mine, which was always a video, like videography and, and just shooting video. It's something I've always done as a hobby. Uh, at friends' parties and just like vacations and putting together like a little video, skating videos when we were going skating uh, when we were younger. And I just got online and I just I just Googled like video production. And the first the first school that came up uh, was a school in uh, downtown uh, Miami International University of Art and Design. And I I applied and and so that was that was towards the end of August. I believe, or going into, going, I was already going into September, so summer was already over, and I, the, 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 the next starting class would have been October, so literally like two weeks later, I started <laughs> film school, just out of nowhere, and I mean, I was somebody who always 
I barely made it uh, in, in high school and in all my college courses. I was just not good at school. But I get into film school and all of this is just resonating with me. I'm All of a sudden, I'm on the honor roll because it, it, it was also an accredited art school. So I was actually taking electives that I still needed to take to be able to go to the art school. And I was doing, I, and I guess because I was just so stimulated creatively in other areas, when I got into those regular English courses and, and all of the you know, history and literature courses, I was excelling also, which is, which is interesting because if you're, I guess if you're doing something that you don't like, all the time then it's going to reflect mm. on everything else but if you're yeah. at least in a part of the day you're, you're passionate and you're doing something that's creative uh and, and and helping you grow in a way that you want then it helps you in other areas that maybe you didn't think were valuable to you before so mm. so that's so then so my so my thing was because i already had this background on i i was doing a job that i really didn't like i quit that job when i i had a I was I was working at so during my during college I, I didn't I didn't need to get some sort of some sort of work, and I was there was a gym near my my home, uh, Bally Total Fitness which actually closed down I don't think they exist anymore. Uh, yeah, so so Bally so I, I I get into Bally's and I'm and I'm just kind of front desk and and whatever and it was good to get myself into a, that atmosphere as well because I need to motivate myself to to start working out too I was I was uh, I was overweight I was also weighing like 245 pounds wow. and at the time i was smoking cigarettes so there was a lot of other stuff on on my personal health side that were not uh vibing but once i feel like once things started to click for me in terms of the pursuit of my career and something that i wanted to do then it, it, it kind of makes you want to fall in line in other areas of your life i guess just kind of just through osmosis i guess yeah. so i I'm, I'm working at this Bally Total Fitness, and it's going great because they're they're flexible with my schedule. They know they know I'm I'm going to school, and I have certain days that I need I need off. And so I'm working there at this point for like two years, maybe. And the the owner of the place, or, or the the manager, the manager of the store, he's like, hey, uh, his name was uh, Darian. Darian, uh, I mean, super nice people, you know, everyone loved working there and, and the people. But he's he was like, listen, man, um, you know, unfortunately. Uh, Roberto, which is one of the sales guy, sales guys, he he's not he's not hitting his numbers. He's not he's not doing well. And management, upper level management, wants me to get rid of him. But I'm you know this is this is my buddy, and I feel for him. You know he's got a kid, the whole thing. So we're we can't leave him at the sales position, but we can we can bring him back as front desk. So unfortunately, I'm gonna have to take your hours and and give it to him. Wow. So I was like. Man, you know, uh, that you know that really kind of made me think. If this can happen to me now, it can happen to me at any point in my life if I'm working for somebody else. Uh, you know, there there isn't a lot of uh, job security is is tough these days. Especially, I mean, look at what we're going through right now with this pandemic, and a lot of people know how much job security is is an issue. So that for me was the moment that I was like, I'm I, I can't work for anybody else. So I, I told myself that that, that was going to be the last job. So I left that, I left that job. Uh, I had to because uh, they couldn't change my hours around for, for school. So I, when I left that job, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to work for anybody else. I, I don't want this to happen to me. You know, if I'm, it couldn't happen to me, I'm working for a company 40 years. And all of a sudden, they knock on the door and like, hey, we got to let you go. So that, uh, along with me really going after what I wanted to do in life, which is uh, just, just produce videos and, and content, uh, allowed me the, the confidence and, and um, 
the I guess the, the the choice of my life path, which is to to build my own thing. So, so what's what's really interesting is is that after film school, I, I started. I got I, I was lucky. I started working on big productions, TVs, and and some some uh, low budget films. A uh, few a couple of films that ended up on Netflix, and uh, some actually that ended up on on you know a major motion picture release, and that was really special. But at the same time. That was also difficult work to come by because Miami is not a, a huge um, film production city. And mm. I was lucky enough to, to just continue to do what I do, what I do, basically. And I picked up a camera and I started shooting events and just whatever little videos I could, I could get and start to produce. And one of the things that I did for my cousin, I, I shot her, her wedding. She was getting married. This was in, um, this was December of, 2012 December of 2012 I I went to Honduras my family's from Honduras she was getting married over there and I offered her a video and I was like oh I like I like doing this so for me it's like not even like oh I gotta go to my family's party or family's wedding and be working no for me it was fun so I made this video I put it up on Facebook and then people from high school that I that I stayed connected through to Facebook uh, they reached out to me. They're like, hey, my sister's getting married or hey, my, my friend's getting married. And then I started seeing this as a, as a, as a way, as a means to, to some income and, and to, to, I guess, to continue to pursue my goal, which was to not have to work for somebody else. So I, I started, I started, um, you know, uh, started a, a wedding video company uh, called Love Squared Weddings. And I was about four, was about four weddings in charging pennies compared to to where we're at now but uh still very special the, the that journey and i remember uh being approached about so that was that was the tail end of 2012 about mid midway through i'd say probably like maybe uh july july august of 20 well no yeah probably july july of 2013 I get approached by a guy that I went to high school and he's like, hey, I see your your wedding videos. I really like what you're doing. And I, I looked at the, the business. I, I punched some numbers and I, I would like to invest in your business. Uh, he's like, I, I, and I, and I, and I knew him. We were kind of just acquaintances in high school and I remember him, but we weren't like friend friends, you know, and he, his, so he, his little background on him, he, he went to. He went. He enlisted right after high school, and this was this was right around the time of uh, uh, 9/11. So this was this was. Uh, I graduated 2002, which was I think I believe was when the 9/11 attack happened. So he and a, and a lot of people that I knew in high school were very motivated to to get up and do something about it. So he went and he enlisted and he served. And during that time, you know, you save your money because you're out there and you're getting paid and you're not really spending any of that money. And he's he's a smart, you know, he's smart with money. So when he when he was finished with a couple of tours, he wanted to just invest in small business. That was kind of his way of, of, of maybe getting into his own little business, which is helping other small businesses and, and having a percentage of, of all these other small businesses. So he he offered me fifteen thousand dollars to get uh, what I needed in terms of equipment to build a, a proper website, to get contracts, to get you know, uh, pricing PDFs and, and all documentation correct because I, I also really didn't have any of that stuff. And, and again, 
uh, I'm, I, I was a hundred at that time. I was a hundred percent creative. Just, uh, mm. just, I mean, I, you know, if I see a, uh, a cool looking shadow i'm like just forget it i lose all brain cells and i'm just looking at the way that the light is moving in the palm trees you know kind of thing so uh when i had when i had this person come in he, here's a very business-minded person who who wanted you know who wanted to help uh establish and and lay the groundwork for a, a real business so that was awesome so i took the deal i gave him i um 50 ownership and and we got to work so we got an office in midtown we, we had the website done. We got some equipment needed to, to start the thing going and, and we got it going. So that was, and that was, and we were, we were officially a business uh, on August uh, 2013, actually August 13th, 2013. And we, we began. So a flash, flash forward, maybe three or four years later, he gets a really huge opportunity to work in intelligence. I mean, he was always very passionate about uh, just government and all that kind of stuff. So he gets this really great opportunity to work for um, an intelligence agency in Texas, in uh, Austin, Texas. So he he has to break free. I mean, he he really can't be as involved anymore. So I decide to, and so he he offers me to he sells basically his portion uh, of ownership to me, and I buy it. And and now you know I for the then for the following that was about three or four and a, four years in. Then for the following three years, I'm just building. You know, I'm, I'm really just just forming a team and just finding some people to do this. But then along the way, you know, we just we just kind of find other things. And and I and I I started a creative networking organization with uh, my partner Amanda, who's an amazing uh, photographer and just an amazing human being all around. And we we you know we. Amanda and I have been running our own businesses. She's a photographer. I'm a videographer for for years now. She's actually been doing it for longer than me, I think. And we're we're just we're we're passionate about people finding and pursuing their own passions and being confident in in in, in knowing that they can make a living from it. And, and I think a lot of times uh, the creatives uh, have that fear, and, and primarily because our parents are the ones telling us. And I remember. When I told my dad that I wanted to do video, he was like, oh, how are you going to make any money doing that? You know, I say it is. And it's terrible that that unfortunately, sometimes it don't parents don't realize this. But, you know, you're, you're really excited about something and you're coming to them for support. And then you're you know, they're throwing a negative at you. And that's unfortunate. But that's you know, that's just kind of the way that they came up, you know. Um, so we we started this networking organization kind of on the on the side. But it's it's really become something that I'm very, very passionate about and that I'm, we've been working tirelessly to be able to, to bring uh, good, to bring value to the community and, and education, to, to give the confidence and the support to somebody who's maybe just kind of dipping their toes in the idea of pursuing a, a creative career. So when this, so right before the pandemic happened, um, I had, I had a, a video editor working out of my office and then we had a, an intern a post-production intern as well so just building the, the post-production side of the wedding video company and I had one gentleman who was going to be my lead I was training him to be just the main guy that I sent out to do the weddings and and almost be the face to the client while I'm just managing the company but when the pandemic hit it was just a complete standstill uh, everything just came to a halt a lot of my, my pretty much all of them, uh, all of the weddings that I had booked, because a lot of these weddings get booked, you know, up to a year in advance. 
Um, they all got postponed or, or even some cancellations, which is which has been difficult because those people are, are wanting their their retainer back. And you know, we, we're obviously we're trying to be considerate of the situation, but it is affecting uh, both sides of you know, it's affecting everybody. Of course. So um, that you know that so over the over the last month, I, for me. I, there's been a real shift in into what what my future is looking like and 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 what what I feel the most passionate about because sometimes I feel like I I maybe try to do too many things and that's just kind of like my mo a little bit I I go after so many things and uh, sometimes to a fault and I think that sometimes it, it can be good because I think some people restrict themselves from trying new things because they're just afraid to start and i'm my my problem is the opposite i'm not afraid to start anything i, I start everything it's just it's, you know it's finishing the things but uh but that's i mean you know it's part of part of, i guess me and i so i realized that i'm like you know what i i wanna i want to direct my full attention to to building um creatives for creatives the the networking the networking platform that i'm building with with uh, amanda and I, you know, and I still have wedding inquiries coming in. So there was a moment, maybe a couple of weeks back where I'm like, you know, do I just like not take these inquiries anymore? And do I just like take this pandemic as, as, a, as a purging of, of this business right now? Although a business that I'm grateful for that has really changed the course of my life. But now I feel like I found something that I, that I think is, is greater and that can be greater than me. Which is building a platform to give people the the confidence and and you know just 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 the 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 fuel to pursue their passion really, and I I was about to let it go, but I was like you know what I, I built something here in terms of the the weddings and I have the website I have the, you know the Instagram that we built and and you know the follow the the, the the you know the audience that we built through there and. And the procedures, the templates, the contracts, the everything that I that I have in place, and not only that, but all of the connections that I have with local venues, uh, with wedding planners and wedding photographers. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this this can help somebody else. And the guy that I was training to be the the lead, he, uh, it, it's funny because he he kind of was he's kind of where I was at before I started this thing. He. He works. Uh, he has. He he has a nine to five still. He's just getting into videography. He has a nine to five processing packages at some uh, you know upscale residential building in North Miami Beach, and he he doesn't like his job. He he's super passionate about video and, and really loves uh, video uh, event videography and just video in general. And every time I bring him on, he's just so grateful uh, to be there filming a wedding with me. And, and I, I I was gonna make him the main guy. Now I wanted him. To be able to quit his job, I mean, it, it really for me, I, I think that it's it's almost a nightmare for somebody to be spending most of the hours in the day doing something that they don't want to do. It, it really makes me feel bad for people that have to do that, and and you know, I know that for some people it's really really difficult for them to break free from that. But I, I think that I mean, even on a small scale, you should always be pursuing your passion, even if it's just a hobby on the weekends. And I think that it just makes us all better human beings, you know. So, Absolutely. so I thought, you know what, his name is Roberto. And I'm like, you know, what? maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can work out a deal where I, I essentially extend the company over to him. Uh, and, and he, I can teach him, I can train him on, on, on the business side of it in terms of, 
being able to to receive inquiries, put together the proposals, handling the, the client side, you know, the customer service side of it. And and maybe, you know, maybe he can take over the business and and I can just focus 100 percent on on uh, CFC creatives for creatives. And I was, I was like, you know, it's a wacky idea, but let me try it. So I, I called him up. And I told him about it, and he was like floored. He was like, "Oh my God, are you kidding me? This is an amazing opportunity." And not only that, but his his wife, his wife also is working at a uh, like front desk at a association, like a community association. And she doesn't really like her job either. She's just doing it because whatever. This is the job that she found. So he was telling me that she's like, "Yeah, she's always wanted to help me build my my video side of things, but if if you're if you're offering me this, then you're basically offering me something that's already built. We just have to learn how to manage it and continue it. So his wife wants to get involved. So basically, I, I offered them that that to sell them the, the company, essentially. And and he was, I mean, he he was overjoyed. And he's there. We're moving forward on it, basically. So now I'm. I'm training them. I'm starting to train them on on the business side of them, on the business side of it, and and not only that. I think that they're going to be very successful because I've noticed that in the wedding world, uh, vendors, companies who are a husband and wife team, I see it a lot. They do the best because it, it's just it's well received by the clients because you know the client is somebody who is just getting married, and you know the person they're supporting them is a married couple. So it's just it kind of makes sense. So. You know, flash forward seven years. Seven years later, I, I never thought that I would be selling the company. You know, and that's and that's why I feel like I've, uh, you know, in a way, have transitioned into this entrepreneur mind state because I, I think as as creatives, we're we're so passionate about our 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 skill, our talent that we we feel weird sometimes uh, being able to offer it up to somebody else, and also even just allowing somebody else to critique your work is very difficult. But I. You know, I strongly encourage for any creative to allow critique to come in because I think that it makes us all better. And not only that, but for me, being able to now see Love Squared as as this as this package that I want to deliver to somebody. Now I want to I, I want to make it as as best and as pretty as possible for them. And I even told Roberto, I'm like, my your success is 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 top priority for me. So I'm not just going to hand you this business and. You figure it out. I'm gonna be there 24/7, uh, seven days a week. If you need any help figuring out anything, and I'm gonna be uh, there along the process. So for me, I think that it, it would be very special if you know five, ten years down the line, the company's still going, and and Roberto and, and his wife Sarah were able to quit their jobs and now are making a living doing you know going out and filming a wedding. I mean, it's actually super fun to film, and it, it's you're essentially working sometimes one one day a week and that one wedding can pay for that whole week basically uh mm -hmm. it, it's really great so that's that's kind of where i'm at and and now you know full steam ahead towards towards our, our mission at, at uh at cfc which is which is to build a, a strong and successful community of creative business owners and and at our core uh it's it's we're a networking organization but but there's an educational component that serves as a conduit for for successful business practice and, and our, our ultimate goal is to further this mission by cultivating a culture of right brain individuals that feel confident and prepared to turn their talents into properly established entities. Wow. Man. So that's, that's, the, that's the, in a nutshell, in a nutshell. Man, there's so many 
nuggets in there to unpack. And the first thing I want to say is that I love how you really gracefully managed all of these transitions as it was happening. And one of the common themes that I see in your story up to this point is how you always tapped into your awareness and moved towards where you felt like you should be. And more so moving away from the things that may have served you for a certain amount of time. And then you got to the point where it wasn't serving you anymore and you were able to shift and turn to that next thing. And I love how you always made it a priority to go after what it is that you truly wanted. And there was some indecision there at first, but once you got into, you know, into film and you started really pursuing that in school, well then boom, all the other parts of your life started to fall into place where you got into an environment that allowed you to get more physically and mentally healthy. And then even at that time, you know, after those two years and the manager of the store didn't want to fire his friend and essentially you had to be the scapegoat, that even opened up the door for you to really jump into like your power. And it, and it's it's one of those times where very often I see people look at a situation like that and be like, oh, you'll never guess what happened to me and, and really embody this victim mentality. Whereas for you, looking back and reflecting, you're like, man, that happened for me. And because that happened, that propelled me into the business that you have now with the weddings. And then even there, you're like, hey, you know, I do like this work. I love it. But there's a transition for me. And I really want to help creatives be able to build their businesses up, to be able to show up powerfully in their own life, to know their worth, to know how the business works. Because before your partner came in, you know, you were all creative. Like you said, you didn't really understand the business side. And I can imagine how once your partner came in, you started to learn more about the business side. It really allowed you to propel yourself into a whole higher level of how your business produces for yourself financially and then for others in terms of what the end product looks like. Right. And then now you got Roberto, who was, you know, at first before the pandemic happened, you had a certain plan like, hey, I'm going to groom this guy. He's going to be my main guy. I'm still going to stay into this business. And then, you know, the pandemic happens and instead of, you know, throwing your hands up and just being like, oh, what am I going to do? You actually use this time to see what's really true for you and what it is that you really want. And you're like, hey, like, this is what I want. CFC. This is the next step. And I would love to hear more about how do you feel like the creatives that you bring in who are going to be your members how are they going to benefit from being part of the networking group that the two of you've created? Yeah. So, and, and real quick, before we get into it, I do want to backtrack a little bit because you said something that I think is very, very important. And I think that if people just use this, this simple way of thinking of situations, it, it can really help them that, you know, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. And, and that's a concept that I think is very difficult for people to understand, but and it's exactly that. Like if it's happening for me, then let me think 
of why this is happening and how I can grow and be better from it instead of just sitting in that victim mentality and like, you know, why is this happening to me? And that's such a, and I, and I know that because I was that for so many years, I was that. That's the only thing that I, that I would think of anything, any, anytime that anything bad happens, like, why is this happening to me? Like, why can I be like, you know, this guy that, that everything seems great for him, you know, and that's Hmm. such a bad way of thinking, you know? So it's, it's good that you mentioned that. And I hope that listeners and and everybody starts to you know implement that into their own lives whenever anything bad happens you know it's not happening to you it's happening for you i love that and that's one of the challenges that we're going to put out to the listeners today for this episode it's look at a situation that's going on right now that maybe you're looking at it from a place of victimhood and saying like gosh this thing happened to me and stan and i are both challenging you to look at that situation reframe it and see How is this happening for you? What can you learn from this situation? And how can you grow, shift, or essentially just align to the greater purpose that's out there for you? So then back to your question. So, and then a a little quick background on, on, on how the organization started, really. I... I was ready. So, I mean, I was also, aside from the weddings, because the weddings was, is always weekend work. During the week, if I have a, a, a wedding video editor during the week, then I'm, you know, I'm managing the company here and there. But, I mean, I still have some more hours in my day. So, I wanted to pick up more on the, on the commercial side of things because I could do videos for small businesses as well. And, and I've done, and I've been lucky enough to do some really great projects. Uh, and I have some, you know, I've, I've done some, some work for Royal Caribbean. Uh, actually, I have a couple of cruise ship clients, uh, um, Crystal Cruise Ships, which took me all over the Dutch Caribbean. Amazing experience. I, I did two of their ships. I did uh, a Royal Caribbean ship. And and then I also did a, and I also done some work for uh, a, a very lug- high-end luxury travel agency that does really amazing trips to, to Egypt and South Africa. And I was lucky enough to go on one of those trips. I, I filmed a an African safari trip, wow. which was I mean, uh, I mean, the most incredible experience of my life because I was just out there with, you know, in, in South Africa, like in the middle of the bush with, with lions and leopards and giraffes. I mean, it, was, it was surreal, to be honest. Big Lion King vibes. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I was at a moment, I was uh, April, April of last year. I was like, you know what? I, I want to ramp up. I, I feel like the the wedding business is 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 somewhat self-sufficient here i mean the the biggest part of it is is getting the weddings filmed and edited which i'm i'm starting to get that covered i'm i'm ready to ramp up the other side of stuff the other side of the business and and luckily I, and this is this was i think just dumb luck really I, I had the foresight at the beginning to set up the company as two separate entities so i had one specifically branded towards weddings which is love squared and then the other one which is oculus squared branded towards commercial and any other filming basically so i i got myself into a business networking group uh somebody approached me about a visitor today they were part of a business networking group and they said that i i might be interested in it. and i'm like you know what i'm i you know you have to be willing to 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 take some risks and take some chances and maybe put yourself in a room full of people that you wouldn't be in normally so I get to this business networking group and, and it's exactly that. It's it's a, a room full of like uh, real estate agents, contractors, some doctors, lawyers. And and here I am, this, you know, this guy, this videographer from West Kendall, 
you know, but but I at this point, I you know, I definitely have some some business confidence in myself. So I was able to get in that room and and talk to some people, and and I liked what they were doing. So I joined them, and because of that, I was I was able to get. So I have a I was able to make some really great content for a, a bookkeeping firm uh, out of who was very young and kind of like they wanted kind of like a hip look. So it was perfect for me to come in and, and do some work for them, uh, a law firm that I was able to do some creative stuff for as well, and uh, and a, a real estate agent. So I was able to get some business out of this, and, and it was really great for me. And since I was doing well, I'm like, you know what? Let me let me bring in some of my other creatives in here because they might they need these services. All of these businesses need video, they need graphic design, they need photos, they need websites, they need all, they need the creative side of things. So. I, I invited, we had another visitor's day and I invited uh, Amanda, the photographer. I, inv- I invited uh, another lady that I know that runs a social media uh, firm and uh, just a, a few other creatives. And they, they felt the same. We, they got in the room. We, when we got out, we all kind of got together and talked and they're like, yeah, like, you know, this is, I, I mean, I think it's cool what they're doing. They're basically trying to stimulate business for each other and not in a way that's forceful, not like, hey, you know, let me throw my business card in your face and get, hire me. It's like they want to get to know you first. Like, and, 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 that's, and I think that that's where I found a lot of value in it. It's, it's they're, they're developing friendships, which in turn leads to more leads, essentially, because you're, you know, your friend wants you to do well. It's not just some random person that's coming in here trying to get your business. So when we, when we left, all of my creative friends were like, yeah, but you know, I just, you know, I don't vibe that much with that room. And I, and I feel it. I, I'm, you know, I understand that. So one of the, one of uh, Jen, who is a social media person, she was like, why doesn't this exist for creatives? Amanda and I were like, what? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, and it's also so helpful. I mean, I, you know, I, Amanda, I love her to death and and it's just so helpful to be around people who are also like that, you know, who are also like, let's make it happen. And, and that's, you know, and that, that also can speak to, to maybe the people that you're hanging out with. And I know that it's tough. And I, I, because of some, some things that happened in the, in the group, there was a major breakdown, major shakedown in, in the group. And I ended up kind of uh, moving away from a lot of friends that I grew up with that don't have the mentality that I do in terms of going after projects and pursuing um, any, any opportunity. So we're there and Amanda's like, yeah, let's, we could do it. Let's make it happen. And I'm like, let's do it. Happen. Let's make it happen. The following week, Amanda and I had a meeting about how to start putting this together. You know, what we want to do for the, for the, org- how do how we want to build the organization and what we're going to be about. And really at the core, it's, it, it, it shifted in a way because we, we understand now that we're starting to get in, in terms of our, our events where we were open to the public because we are membership based. But when we were open to the public and just guests could come in, a lot of them are just kind of like feeling it out. Uh, a lot of them have other jobs that they're not exactly happy with. And they're, they're feeling out maybe just getting connected to a, a creative community. And that's where we started to shift it as well, because we're obviously trying to stimulate business for each other. And it's happened. And, and it's happened in a beautiful way. So we have, we have a, a, a printer, a graphic designer, a Fly High Creative, and we have uh, a, an, another a cafe storefront owner whom came in, uh, joined the group, and they were able to work together. So he, the, the printer, the graphic designer, created all the decals and all the prints and all the menu items and the logo and everything for the cafe. So it, it's amazing for, for us, Amanda and I, it, it just it feels really great to see that we, we were able to facilitate that connection. 
and and people are exchanging business and and doing it in in a way that is that is thoughtful and and intentional instead of just like one-off client like here you go here's your thing and then you go away no because now these guys they did good work for each other and now they see each other at every meeting you know and then now you know we're developing this this community and we started so we 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 understood that there was a lot of there was a lot of need for the educational side of things so we bring in so let's say we'll bring in uh, a lawyer to talk about intellectual property and, and creating contracts and, and all those uh, things that, that creatives need and things that I needed as a creative when I was starting my business. And and then we brought in a tax tax professional. Another thing that's super important for creatives to, to be on top of is their bookkeeping. And I mean, things that forget it. It's like Chinese for us to be <laughs> to be looking at these numbers and doing these things. And I mean, I made some huge mistakes uh, coming up. And, and now... Um, you know, I got it. I got everything in line, and and definitely, and still working towards actually fixing some of those mistakes in terms of taxes and back taxes and all that stuff. But uh, I think that that's that's really where we're moving in the direction that we're moving towards, which is bringing in. I guess that you know our whole our whole model is left brain networking for right brain individuals. So we're we're kind of bringing in these these left brain type peoples, you know, lawyers and and uh, tax professionals, uh, accountants. To, to come to our group, talk to them, and educate them on, on why it's important to, to get on top of these things now instead of, you know, five years from now when your business is doing well, but you still got all these things uh, on the back burner, basically, that you've been ignoring um, that are structural to the business. So that's essentially what we're doing. I love that. And it's so important because it really brings everything full circle for the creatives that are in your group. And I love how you went, you basically stepped in with that other business group and really brought them a lot of the creative materials that they were missing, right? And in turn, you also learned about their business and the importance of the left brain type of activities that get to happen. And out of that, y'all were inspired to create this entire community and group where it's like, hey, if you're a creative and because I'm also a creative and I understand what it takes to actually bring a business full circle for it to be successful, like I'm going to create this thing so you don't have to make the same mistakes that I made. So you don't have to spend the same type of time, you know, kind of backtracking like I had to do. And it's so powerful. Like you're really paying it forward and laying a foundation, building a bridge for other creatives out here. Thank you. And and I think that that's, you know, once you, and I think, you know, something that I, I'm, I'm just new to right now is really tapping into the power of helping somebody else. And I mean, you know this because you've been helping uh, people in your, in your own journey. And it's something that for me is new and, and, I, and I feel very passionately towards it. And it's something that has, has just kind of painted the world a brighter color for me. And it's special for me to, to see that, that people are, are really resonating with this. And, and I get, you know, after when, after we have the meetings many times, some of the, the attendees come up and they're like, hey, thank you so much for this. I really needed to hear about this stuff. I, I you know, I really love what you and Amanda are doing. And, and that's special. That's really, it's, it kind of validates the, you know, all, all the work because, you know, there's a lot of work involved. And Amanda and I have, have several meetings throughout the week. And, and, you know, right now we're, we're not really making any money. And it's not, it's not about that really. It's just about being able to do what we can for the community. And, uh, but we are scheduling ourselves as a nonprofit so that we can, we can apply for grants to be able to sustain it because ultimately, if I can spend more of my hours working on, on CFC, then that means that, you know, I wouldn't need to pay myself 
from from CFC. So that's that's the the move with the grants, but that's ultimately the goal is for us to be there consistently for the community. Man, that's beautiful. And what would you say is your ideal vision of what this is going to be? Like if we if we were to fast forward 10 years from now and we're looking at the CFC in the year 2030, what what type of impact do you see it making? Maybe not even just in the Miami community, but for creatives all over. Well, that yeah. So our our goal is is moving to to creating chapters in other cities, so to just have a, a, a further reach. And we already have some interested people. Uh, there's a there's some connections that Amanda has in Columbus, Ohio, because that's her hometown. And they saw what we were doing. They we we brought them in on as guests on some of the virtual meetings that we've been having, and, and they just really fell in love with the concept. And there we're in talks right now for them to open a chapter in in Columbus, Ohio. So that's that's basically the move. And and ultimately, really, it would be to I, w- I would like to have uh, the majority of our members who are not uh, in their own creative business to have formed their businesses and maybe quit their jobs that they didn't like to do because of being involved in CFC ultimately. Uh, and just and then have just a community of, of successful creative professionals and, and, and kind of uh, in a way abolish this whole concept that if you're a creative, you're not, you're a starving artist and you're not going to make any money. Hmm. You know, I want, I want to get rid of that concept. You know I mean? As a creative, if you set yourself up properly as a business, I think that you can you can pay for your life and 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 live comfortably heck yeah like really breaking down that stereotype that being creative or art can only be a hobby and it can't be a profession that we look at with the same prestige as a lawyer a doctor an accountant you know financial analyst things like that that's amazing what i have a question what type of advice would you have for somebody who maybe is an extremely talented creative yet they're having these self-limiting beliefs around you know can i actually make this a career what type of advice would you give to that person you know i think that a lot of times we get so into our head about any anything that scares us anything that's out of the normal for us to do and and it it stops us really so you know number one just start Uh, just start to do it and you know if you if you're not in a back back against a wall type situation and maybe you do have a nine to five. So, you know, you're making enough money to pay your life, but you don't like your job. I would say just, you know, it's it's the tough part about it, though. But, you know, the, the remaining hours of the day that you have, at least always on a daily basis, put in at least an hour working towards your craft, your skill, your talent, whatever it is. Put it in and maybe you don't know at that moment that it's going to be a business or whatever, that it's going to be profitable for you. But just do it because it's a muscle just the same as anything. You know, you need to be able to work that creative muscle out so that, uh, you know, you just build it. And and that's what I would say. I, I don't don't get it's just it's easy sometimes. And it still happens to me that I, you know, I get locked into the, the you know, the the Netflix um rabbit hole of of just (laughs) watching every show back to back and i mean those are it's good to to you know maybe get your minds off of things and watch a show but but don't spend most of the hours at night watching stuff you know i and i understood the i I started and i'm I'm a big i'm huge huge movie fan i mean it's why i was passionate about video to begin with so i I love to to watch a movie and you know 
back to back and all that. But I, I understand that, you know, time is limited. We, 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 are, we get a very limited time here on this earth, even if you live a full life to 100. That's a limited time for you to do amazing things with your life. If, if, if yeah. it's what you're, what you're pursuing is, is to do amazing things. So I, I would say that just, just put in really just even just one hour. So, so for me, I, I, I've been always passionate. I've been passionate about uh, poetry. And I, I let it go for a long time because I was just so busy on like, I, I just got to get this thing moving and, and so putting so much pressure on myself. But I, I uh, last year, uh, no, 2000, November of 2018, I was at a place, I was kind of in a funk a little bit. I was, I was kind of just feeling uninspired by the weddings and uh, I was just getting projects that I wasn't too happy with. And I was like, you know what, I need, I need to, I need to ramp up something in my life. And, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm losing creativity a little bit. So I started, I started getting into writing poetry again and then going to open mics to recite that poetry. Mm. That totally sparked uh, something in me as well, which kind of re revitalized my creativity and, and what I was doing with the, the wedding company and, and the commercial side of things. So I, I was getting home and I was just I was started to write or just digging up old poems actually really helped. And I just started reading them. So instead of getting home and just doing the regular thing that I would do is pop in a, a, a Netflix show or something and watch TV. For the first hour after I got home, I would, well, I would make dinner and I would eat dinner. And then I would just spend like an hour maybe just like writing poetry or just kind of reciting it or practicing it. And then, and then I would go do open mics. And that also has led me to a whole community of, of, of uh, people who are expressing themselves. I mean, the open mic community is, is so special. Because you just have people who are just living out their lives but want to express themselves and they just go out there and, and they do it with, with, and, they're, and they're vulnerable when they're doing it. Because a lot of times, you know, it's, you know you're, you're in a place, you're at a bar sometimes where nobody's even paying attention to you. It's like people are talking or drinking in the background and it's, you're up there like bearing your soul and nobody's paying attention, you know, and, and it's, but they do it, you know, it's, it's really endearing. And so it's been special for me to do that. So. That's that's what I, I recommend to to anybody that's that's uh, and, and even if you are creative uh, already and doing that, if you get yourself into a funk, just look, look, you know, look into your your bag of tricks there and things that you you've been passionate about before. Maybe maybe give it some time, give give it some attention and it might uh, revitalize uh, some creativity. I love that. And the biggest thing I took away from what you just said is really take time for yourself. Whether you have a, a nine to five putting in 40 hours a week, shoot, there's 168 hours in a week. So you still got another 128 left. Let's say you sleep another 60 if you're getting really great sleep in. Like you got 60 plus hours to really focus on your craft or just do things that you really enjoy that's going to better yourself and set up your future going forward so you can have the reality that you want and also if a person is feeling uninspired or not feeling creative well hey start digging deep and thinking like what types of things were you doing that you really enjoyed that maybe you put down for you it was poetry and that led to open mics to a whole nother community to a whole new level of appreciation for how people just stand up and be vulnerable in front of a group of strangers that they don't even know. So I love that, Stan. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us your story, to be vulnerable, to inspire us to go after the life that we want and we deserve. 
And I would love for you just to let everyone know where they can find your work or find you online or once quarantine is done, find you in these Miami streets. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, and b- before that, so thank you, Albi, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, and, and keep doing what you're doing, man. It's important to, to build out a platform for people to to connect like this and, and to be able to express themselves and also for men to be vulnerable, as you said when we were uh, talking before the podcast. So I appreciate that. Keep it, keep it going. I think we need it. And uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to kind of hearing hearing more of, of, of the or seeing the journey unfold for you in, in this. And um, so for, for me, uh, so yeah, I would appreciate if everybody check out what we're doing at CFC. It's, it's cfcmiami.com for the website, cfcmiami, uh, uh, at cfcmiami on Instagram. And my own personal work is on, on Sten Action, uh, S-T-E-N Action. Uh, on Instagram, you could see that's just a, a mashup of all my stuff, which is just poetry and videos that I've made and just my wacky life. Man, and make sure y'all go check out Stan because Stan is a super dope person. And I, I, it's just such a testament just to my life and the growth that I'm experiencing that allows me to run into people like Stan and to build friendships and relationships like that. So please, please, please check him out see his work if you're creative by all means check out the cfc and do yourself that solid and make that happen stan again i appreciate you so much brother keep showing up powerfully in the world and keep leading by by example example like you are are. likewise my man thank you so much Yes, yes sir